beautiful friends. Welcome to the Arise to Life podcast, where we share real and raw conversations about our sometimes crazy, but always beautiful kind of lives. I'm Madison. Hey, it's Jill. It's me, Sarah. And hey, it's Ashlyn. And we are so excited that you're joining us today. Our desire is to encourage every girl in every season to arise to the abundant life that is waiting for her. Whether you're wrestling your toddlers or having a cup of coffee, we're here to come alongside of you and share the ups and downs of our faith, friendship, and everything in between. Guys, how excited are you that we're finally doing this? It's so exciting. (laughs) It's crazy. I feel like we just dreamed and had this vision not too long ago and now we're like seeing it come to fruition it's amazing isn't god good yes yeah yeah so we're gonna talk about friendship today um and you know you heard a little bit in our trailer just about how god brought us together and we're just gonna touch on it a little bit today but you know we were all kind of in a season of just praying for friends and here let me tell you if you're not praying for friends right now you should be yeah let's talk about that for a second like Yeah, I know, like, um, in school, like, I had good friends, but I never prayed for my friends. They were never, like, God-ordained, you know, like, put together. And it's kind of like what you said. I never thought to pray about that, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. you, it's easy to pray for everybody else's needs and all the other things, but it's like you forget to pray for your own needs, and that's something that we all need. Yeah, and I mean, we pray for our spouse. We pray for Mm -hmm. our kids, you know? And we just don't think to pray for godly friendships, and I feel like... Friendships are so important, and we want the people in our lives that God has brought into our lives and that He's wanting us to do life with, and I just think it makes such a difference when you know this friendship was brought together by God, and so this is something we're sticking out because He ordained it. Yeah, and I remember I remember texting Ashlyn one day, and she said she, said she was praying for friendships. She said, are you praying for a godly friendship? Because I'm praying for it. And we were both praying for a godly friendship at that same time. Yeah. So it was just really neat how the Holy Spirit was working on both of our hearts with the same thing. And I know I was also at the yeah. exact same time, not even knowing yeah. you guys really at the time, praying for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool how you know God orchestrated all of that. And I think with relationships, it's not just marriage. Like, we're supposed to be equally yoked in every relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think that's how iron sharpens iron. That's how it was intended to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, you are, like, who you hang around with, you know? Absolutely. And so um, you become who you hang around with. For sure. Like, you, iron sharpens iron in both good yeah. and bad ways, yeah. you know? And so you want it to be a positive relationship. And then when you have kids... You know, you've got, like, you don't want to be in a situation where it's like, oh, I can't bring my kids to my friend's house, you know? Like, we get to all bring our kids and hang out and know that, like, the Lord is being spoken about and our kids are growing in the Lord just by hanging out with friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, we talk a lot um, in the church about how, you know, marriage is meant to sanctify you and to grow you. And I think friendships are the same way. And so, like, I think today we really want to touch on the fact that sometimes friendship just isn't super easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I know a lot of ladies went to A to B last weekend and they saw us up on stage and it looked like this perfect package. (laughs) And, And while we love each other dearly, there's four girls together, you know, there's going to be some drama and that's okay. And that, you know, I think that having long lasting friendships is not saying we need drama free friendships, but we need the people that we're going to choose to stick with even through the drama. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. 
Um, so I know like in our friendship, we've grown through exhorting each other, encouraging each other, pointing each other to Jesus and things like that. But we've also grown through like some of the trials and some of the difficulties that we've faced in our friendships. And it's just grown us. Um, you know, Romans 5.3 talks about how we rejoice when we run into problems and trials because they produce perseverance and perseverance produces character. Mm-hmm. And these friendships have really, you know, done that in our lives. And I think it like... You almost set yourself up for failure if you assume that a friendship, you're going to have no problems in that friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't have, like in this life, we are going to have troubles. The Bible yeah. tells us that. And so um, we have to learn how to handle conflict and how to handle those situations. And sometimes we have to learn that the hard way. Like I think all of us in this room with each other have had a hard conversation or a, hard, a conflict that we've had to get through. Yeah. And it wasn't easy, but we learned from it so that we don't have to keep tripping over the same hurdle. You know, like we learn yeah. and we grow and we learn more about each other. Like I, I know all these girls' hearts in this room. And so I know that if something is done that I don't like or that hurts my feelings, I know that it wasn't intentional because I know their hearts and I know that they love the Lord and I know that they love me. And the enemy's going to try to cause division any way he can. And I think it's super important to know too, like we do, that we're just human. So if I did do something that hurts your feelings, it might not have been um, great in that moment, like to know that we don't expect that because we're human, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, girls, I want to do something real quick. Like, let's tell them about a stupid little conflict that we had and just talk to them about how we worked through it, you know? Like, you guys want to do that? Okay, throw us under the bus, Jill. (laughs) No, I think it'll be good. So, you know, I have it on my heart. Am I blamed for something? No, probably. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, one time that I have on my mind right now is just, like, picking the name for our podcast. Like, do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're four very strong-willed women. (laughs) Some of us more strong-willed than others. <laughs> she looked at Sarah. Me. Sarah. All eyes went to Sarah Kerr in that moment. I don't know why. <laughs> Awful. Um, but, you know, we're trying to pick a name. And, you know, we struggled through that a little bit. Um, for a couple weeks, we were bouncing things off and just really not getting very mm-hmm. far. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we finally met and yeah. to talk about it. And I love how... Every time we meet, we pray over the spirit of offense. Every single time That's we do. Right. Yeah. Because we are four strong-willed women, and we we get tend to get offended. Yeah. 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 So we have, and I love that we know that we have to pray over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of, you know, making it like a big deal that we yeah. get offended, we yeah. know we need to pray over this. Yeah. Spirit of offense be gone. Yeah. 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 I still don't know why we didn't stick with Sarah and friends. But. Oh, Sarah and friends. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have them, like, vote in the comments. Like, okay. Okay. life or Sarah yeah. and friends? Please. In the <laughs> comments, would you say whether or not you think the podcast should be changed to Sarah and friends? <laughs> I think that's good, though, to know that we all have offense because God gave us these feelings, right? And so that if we're real with them, like, hey, I'm feeling this way yeah. and I feel comfortable to come tell you because we're safe places. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's really important. Um, and, you know, we w- when we went to that coffee mm-hmm. shop, like, mm-hmm. we decided we were going to stay there and we were going to push through till we were done, right? <laughs> and it literally took... All, all day. day. Like we, stay, we say that in our trailer, that it took all day, and that's not just, like, you know, something we said. It yeah. literally took all day. Thankfully, we were at a coffee shop. Yeah. So we had that <laughs> on our side. Yeah, we had the coffee. Um, but, like, you know, that just reflects on our friendships in general. Like, even when there's hard times, we're just going to push through. We're going to persevere. We're going to keep going. And these are the people we've chose, chosen to keep going with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And somebody right. mentioned, Sarah, I think, mentioned being a safe place. Like, that was something, like, I never really had a safe place to land with my feelings when it came to friendships, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have that person that I um, really trusted for me to just be vulnerable to them and them to, you know, like, be okay and, like, still be my friend. You know, I just wondered all that in the background, you know? And so I think learning to be a safe place yourself will help you um, be a better friend, you know, and, and it'll also help you trust the friends that you're around. If you can be a safe place, then you can trust your friends to be a safe place Mm -hmm. too. And Mm -hmm. I think communicating that, like, especially if you have a friend and you're like at your wits end and you're thinking, I just wish she'd open up to me. If you just tried to say, Hey, I'm a safe place, whatever you have to say, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I want to hear, you know, I want to, I want to be a safe place for you to share with. And I think that's, you know, good. Um, and nine times out of ten, I've probably felt the same way you're feeling, right? Yeah, absolutely. At one point or another in my life, I've felt those feelings. Yeah. Whether they were true or not, I've felt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think another thing we did through that is we communicated well. Mm-hmm. Like, we said, okay, here's the deal. We're not going to like all these names. We're going to throw out names, and if we don't like it, just be honest. Yeah. yeah. Say you don't like it. And since we prayed for the spirit of offense... <laughs> We can't get offended. I think we actually said that once. Yeah, yeah. no. It we was prayed against the spirit times. of offense. You can't get offended yeah. that I don't like your name. Yeah. You're getting offended, Sarah. Yeah. That was said. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, and then obviously showing grace, right? Yeah. You know, when mm-hmm. we mess up and, you know, we've been given so much grace. So surely when our friend makes a mistake, like we can show them grace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we just kind of went through how... We work through a conflict, but before we go anywhere else, I kind of want to go back to the beginning for a second because I think we skipped a little bit over, we talked about how we prayed for friends, but then we didn't talk about like how we actually became friends because here's the deal. I think there are a lot of lonely people out there right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm reading this book by Jenny Allen called Find Your People and in it, she talks about how scientists are saying that loneliness is as bad for your health as physical inactivity, smoking, and a host of other things. So if it's this bad for our health, like we have to be building friendship. So let's talk about how we pursued this friendship and how these ladies can pursue friendship. Well, you know, even in the beginning, and I know it was talking about husband and wife, but God says it's not good for man to be alone. And I think that can go into friendships Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, You know, it's not just a marriage. It goes into friendships too. Yeah. We were created for friendship. Yeah. Yeah. One of the enemies like main tactics I feel like is isolation like he wants to get you apart and think that you're the only one struggling with whatever you're struggling with and Mm -hmm. in the in this topic it's friends and I don't know how many times even I thought like I'm the only one that like wants friend that you know everybody else has friends and no you know what I mean like I'm all alone like I don't want to intrude on anyone but I want to be wanted and so I'm gonna wait sit here and wait Mm -hmm. for somebody to reach out to me when you know that just keeps me isolated and it's interesting because when I first met Ashlyn you know, she's very extroverted and, you know, seemingly to me, she had this group of people and she was just like, had tons of friends and I felt like I was the odd man out. And so one time we just were having a conversation and I was talking about how, you know, I felt like I needed friends and she shared that too. And I thought, huh? (laughs) So, you know, I think we can really have some misconceptions about, you know, we're going in a room and we think all these people are connected besides us. And there are a lot of people who are feeling disconnected. Yeah. 
And I read um, in a book one time, I couldn't tell you what the book was right now. I'm sorry, girls. I know you're disappointed in me. But um, it talked about how I think a lie is you think everybody should be your friend. But that's not how it was intended either. Like some are you're meant to mentor. Some are sent to mentor you. Some are just meant to guide you in one direction. And then some are meant to truly be your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we were listening to a podcast recently that talked about how you know, there are three different kinds of friends. There are friends for a reason, friends mm-hmm. for a season, and friends for a lifetime. And I think it talked about how, you know, when you have friends for a lifetime, generally it's five or less. Yeah. You know, so it's not that you have to have a multitude of friendships. Like, you have a lot of acquaintances, but, like, finding your tight circle. So how do they find their tight circle? How do these ladies find their people? Yeah, and Jesus portrayed this to us. I mean, he had... How many followers, but he had 12 disciples. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like he had an inner circle that he was really close to and that he chose to do life with. And he didn't just share everything with everybody. Yeah. You know, he was close to them. And I think like that's such a great example of like friendship for us. Yeah. And even out of the 12, there was like a specific three or four that he really walked with, that he right. would take to pray, that he would talk intimately more with. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think. Like, I think Ashlyn nailed it on the head when she talked about how the enemy, you know, is against friendship. And, you know, we all know that anytime the enemy's talking, he's lying, right? right. And so he's getting us to believe a lot of lies in friendships. And I think it's really destroying relationships in our generation. Um, And so, like, kind of we had been talking a little bit about, you know, what lies have we believed that has kept us from friendship? And I know... The main lie that I have believed that has kept me from deep friendships and has has caused issues in friendship is that if somebody wants to be my friend, they're just going to come to me. That connection is just going to fall in my lap. And it's so far from the truth. If I want a friend, I have to be a friend. I need to be doing the pursuing. So if you're there and you're just waiting for someone to come and and ask to be your friend, go and ask if if you can be their friend. Be a friend to them. And I think that you'll find that that's when you're going to find friends. I think it's crucial that we remember that if we want to have vulnerability or receive vulnerability, we have to be vulnerable. If we want intimacy, I have to be intimate. Um, It's crucial in friendships to remember that. Like we have to lead with our scars to connect with one another. Yeah, and I think that was a game changer for me, you know, just leaning into the fact that it wasn't going to come to me, but I had to take action and I had to go out and get it. You know, first of all, mm-hmm. praying that God would ordain and orchestrate it. And then an action of actually stepping out and making myself vulnerable and saying, I'm going to take a chance and connect with someone that I don't know if they even want a friend or not. And then it turned into, you know, that they did. Yeah. Right. That's good. So I know like each of you probably have a lie that you believed in friendship that has affected your friendships or negatively affected your friendships. Um, anybody else want to share? Yeah, for me, mine was that if you have to work at a friendship, like really work at it, then it's probably not meant to be. And that was always a lie that um, I believed. And with all my other friendships, um, I knew that they weren't really God-ordained. You know, it was just kind of, they just kind of happened because we were in the same place. But And it always turned out that if they were really hard work, then I kind of gave up on them. But even, I was thinking about this, and even in, like, your marriage, for example, like, at first, I thought that if you have to work really hard, like, if you have to work so hard that it's just a constant fight, then it's probably not worth it. Not meant to be. Yeah, it's not meant to be, you know? But that's not the truth. Like, 
even with friendships. And that's something that I've had to learn that everyone is different whenever, especially like us, if you're four women in a group, like there's going to be issues, but you still have to work through them, you know? Yeah. And I think the culture all around us says that if it's too hard, Mm -hmm. run the other direction, you know, and that's why the divorce rate is so high. And that's Mm -hmm. why we're finding people so lonely because People are hard to be in relationship yeah, with, yeah, right? Yeah, right? We're friends with sinners. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's hard, but, you know. I think that the lie, a lie that I believed um, in friendships was just the lie of comparison. Like, comparison is such a thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't truly be joyful if you're constantly comparing. And with social media mm-hmm. and all the things, it's so easy. You know, like if in a group of four, for instance, like if two of them are going somewhere and doing something the enemy wants to say oh they didn't invite you or you're you know when in reality that's not the situation you know like friends should be able to have other friends and it doesn't affect your friendship with that person and that's a hard thing for me to learn as a friend especially when you have a group of friends and not just one bff you know it's easier when there's two people like you just always choose each other you know but as you have more friends um that that's hard and the enemy wants to have a heyday with that lie yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's a blessing to have four friends, mm-hmm. you know, and so the, with the challenges come a greater blessing. You have, yeah. say, I'm having a, a hard day. I have three different people that I could call, and maybe two of them can't answer, but the, the third one can, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so it's a blessing, but at the same time, it does make things difficult trying to include everybody and, and trying to make sure that, you know, we're not finding one person isolate um, and another person feel left out and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And it, go, it goes back to knowing the hearts of your friends. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like praying for your friends constantly and just truly getting to know your friends and their heart. Like I know, you know, if the people that I'm surrounding with and walking through life with, I know their hearts and I know that they always mean well. And so that helps deal with those times where the enemy wants to throw that kind of thing in your face that helps to be like, no, I know Jill's heart. I know Sarah's heart. I know Madison's heart, you know? Yeah. And I think on the topic of comparison, it's easy to be on social media and maybe you're in a fight with one of your friends and you're looking and you see, you know, two girls vacationing together to the beach or something like that. And you're like, oh man, you know, their friendship must be so much better than mine is or something like that. Um, But, you know, we just can't fall into that trap because we only see the highlight reel of the people that we're seeing on social media and it's our real life, you know, it's our mess and our, you know, kind of uh, disagreements and all of that. And so we see all of it, but we don't see that part of their life. That's a really, that makes me think, um, I mean, even, so we just had Ashes to Beauty this past weekend and we got up and we shared, um, we spoke on the Holy Spirit. And like you said earlier, everyone, when we got up there, probably thought that, you know, everything was great. But we had a little argument before, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and we had, I mean, right before, 30 minutes before our teaching, we had an argument. All and we, four of us were, were in crying. tears yeah. in the corner. <laughs> yeah. But it, at the same time, that argument was an extremely intimate moment yeah. Yeah. with four yeah. friends and we grew closer. That's, that's yeah. the point I wanted to make yeah. is that the, the difficult times and the arguments and disagreements in this friendship circle that we're sitting in right now, they always grow us closer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's key. When you can figure out that we are all, we're going to disagree, we're going to have things that bother us and we react wrong ways sometimes. But once we dive in and talk about them and deal with them and don't let them fester, yeah, um, we grow closer like that. We could have never prepared one time for that teaching but because of that moment like that would have been enough because like that was just such an incredible intimate moment that just grew our friendship like so 
yeah, so much. It really was just such a beautiful moment. And so, you know, I just feel the Holy Spirit wanting me to take a minute to just share, you know, you guys saw us up on the stage and you saw, you know, one little glimpse of our day, but you didn't see the background of what was happening. And so like just encouraging you that like friendships aren't one thing. Mm -hmm. There's so much behind it and it's important. That's why you find your people that these are the people I'm just going to push through with no matter how hard it gets. These are my people and I'm just going to keep moving forward and I'm going to deal with the drama and I'm going to deal with the tears and we're just going to keep going because this is important. Yeah. And I think it's important to note too that there are relationships that are toxic, you know, and there are relationships that, that you, you don't just keep pushing through, you know, whether they're abusive or different things like that. But in our situation, you know, we knew that there was a, a bridge we needed to cross to, I mean, get to the better side, you know, in a sense. But I think it's like every time before when we've been in an argument, we've invited the Holy Spirit in. Whether we wanted to or not, we stopped and prayed, right? We did. We did stop and pray. Yeah, I think that's the key right there. We invited the Spirit in, and then the Spirit is the one that straightened out our emotions and our feelings because Mm -hmm. our feelings lie to us. Like if you think I'm hanging out with um, Jill too much one day and you guys are feeling left out, it's just because we had a free day and you didn't. You know what I mean? So our feelings are like, no, they like each other better than us. No, that's not true. You know, Mm -hmm. or if you call and I don't answer, um, it's not because I didn't want to talk to you. It's just I was busy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just a Mm -hmm. side note, you know, we say that Sarah is a lot like Peter, right? But right now, (laughs) wait, wait. No, I just have to throw this in there. So John is always... today that you're alive. I would definitely cut an ear But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, John always talks about how the disciple whom Jesus loved, and he like labeled him. Oh, okay. No, he labeled himself that, right? Yeah. So... Does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the that. The Sarah show? I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. If Jesus was here walking with us, I'd be like, I'm the one he loves oh, the most. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Sarah show. Welcome <laughs> to the Sarah show. And while we're on the Sarah topic, what's a lie you've believed? <laughs> so a lie that I've, I guess, grown into, I don't know if it even started as a lie, but um, I remember taking a personality test when Michael and I got married, and it was an animal personality test. It was kind of strange. I don't know. But it told me that I was a lab, so I was very loyal. Um, I put others' needs above my own needs. So then it became, once I recognized that, I said, oh, I don't have to be vulnerable anymore, right? Like, I will literally um, set everything of mine to a fault to where I neglect myself, my family even at times, to impress or to appease, appease, I guess. Mm -hmm. There's my words. Words are hard. Appease my friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so you're, you know, saying that you believe the lie that you don't have to be vulnerable in friendship, but you do, right? And you just said that earlier, and so I think Mm -hmm. that... You know, we're all already, we're seeing the lies, we're calling them out, and what do we do when we see a lie and we call it out? We speak truth, right? Mm -hmm. So we're speaking truth over these lies that, no, connections aren't going to come to me. I have to go and find them. No, I can't compare myself to other people. I have to, you know, just keep my eyes fixed on Jesus and see the blessings in front of me. 
relationships are hard work and it's not okay to run away just because they're hard. I have to be vulnerable in friendship. So, you know, we just want to challenge you right now. Think about it. Like what lies are you believing in your friendships? You know, and I just want you to think about those, write them down. And then what truth can you speak over those lies? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And you're not meant to fill a friend's needs. Like I cannot feel a hundred percent of your needs, even though I want to in my heart, there's no possible way I could do it. Yeah. And and I mean, we were born with a God shaped Mm -hmm. hole, right? I'm not born with a Sarah shaped hole or an Ashlyn shaped hole or a Madison shaped hole. And I can't expect my friends to fill that hole. And even if I have a hundred friends, they're not going to fill the God shaped hole in our heart. So that's That's kind of, I mean, really to have good, healthy friendships, the first thing we have to get right is our relationship with God, right? Once that is in line, then all these other friendships can fall Mm -hmm. into place. You know, like Jesus teaches us to love in certain ways, and that's exactly what we need in our friendships is to love them like Jesus. But we can't love like Jesus if we don't know Jesus, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's so good. All right, Mm so I'm throwing this out there and putting everybody on the spot, but like what is one piece of advice you have for the people who are listening to this right now? What can you Shit. The deer in the head. Everyone's freaking out over here. Yeah. You know, and and maybe we just make it, you know, personal to the lie that we believed, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so my piece of advice is if you have someone on your heart and you think, oh, they have all these friends and maybe they don't need a friend, like, go out and try to make a connection with them. You have no idea what's actually going on, you know, like maybe out in public, it looks like they have a lot of friends, but they don't have anyone that they text on a daily basis. Like reach out, find, take one person that the person that's coming to your mind right now and just reach out to them this week, ask them to go have coffee, something like that. You know, um, what about anybody else piece of advice? Mine doesn't actually go with my, um, what are we calling that? Yeah. With my lie. Mine doesn't (laughs) go with it, but, um, something that I have, really felt the spirit working on me is to be more vulnerable, yeah. whether that is like, I'm usually a very closed off person. I don't tell about anything going on in my life. Like I'm, that's just how I've always been. Everything's supposed to look perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. But lately I've been more intentional or I've been trying to be more intentional about telling people, you know, the hardships that I've having, even if they're people that I'm not super close to, like if I feel like there's someone struggling with something, then I really try to, you know, kind of show them a struggle I'm having. And I think that goes perfect with your friendships in any relationship. You have to be vulnerable, even if that's not your first nature. Like you may have to make yourself be vulnerable for a little while till it comes natural. Um, But that would be my advice is just be more vulnerable. Yeah, that's good. I think my piece of advice would be be the kind of friend that you want to have. So like um, be the encourager, be the one that, reaches out to people be um you know I don't know just be ex- what you would want in a friend be that to yeah everyone that you come in contact with because you never know what battle people are fighting mm-hmm. and so a simple word of encouragement or just a thought and like Jill said if somebody is on your mind then the Holy Spirit has probably put them there for a reason yeah. so reach out to them text yeah. them message them on Facebook whatever it is you need to do pray for them um but my piece of advice would just to be to be the kind of friend that you want to receive yeah yeah and I think just being super intentional with every how you react to everybody like Jesus his every word he used 
had a meaning behind it, right? So when he led with his scars, he went to Thomas. You know what I mean? There was doubt. He pro like Thomas was doubting and he led. So Michael said to me one time, we don't lead. We don't try to be perfect. Like you're saying, Madison, like we actually lead with our scars. And so I started to realize like, I'm not alone in my feelings. Once I started being vulnerable, then I could see that these women have felt the same way. Yeah. So then we could connect and we could be intimate and we could be um, intentional about our discussions and how we led, had to let the spirit lead us mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. 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 So go out and reach out to someone, be intentional, be mm -hmm. vulnerable, be the friend that you, uh, that you want to have. And you know, when you go and do these things and God works and shows up in your friendships, and I know that he's going to, we want to hear from you. So please just comment, send us a message. Let us know your testimony of how God worked in your friendship because you, you know, took on these challenges or because you implemented one of the things we talked about today. Mm -hmm.